If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Leading Learning Podcast. And this is a very special episode because we're uh, not just recording it, we're recording it as a Facebook Live session. That's a first for us. So we have not only listeners, but also viewers. And if you happen to be listening to the podcast recording of this and you want to be able to get to the Facebook Live recording, because this will actually be uh, recorded, uh, we'll include that in the show notes at leadinglearning.com slash episode 73. Um, or you can go find our Facebook page for Leading Learning, which is just facebook.com slash learning, And you can go there and watch the recording of this episode, the video recording. And while you're there, we encourage you to do all the great things you can do on Facebook, like like the page and and share it and, and all of that good stuff. So welcome to everyone who is watching live. And in this episode, we're going to continue a tradition that we've started of doing an after action review whenever we have a major event. And this time around, we're going to be talking about learning technology design or LTD for short. Um, that was a virtual conference that we just wrapped up last week. It was held live March 1st through 3rd. But before we uh, fully kick into the after action review, we definitely want to be able to uh, say a few thank yous related to the event. Um, first of all, for those of you who actually came and participated in the event, thank you very much for, for doing that. That was our first big virtual conference and it wouldn't have happened without you. Um, to all of the uh, exhibitors who uh, did the virtual exhibits and also did demonstrations uh, during the event, thank you so much to, to all of you. And then a special thanks to your membership for being the executive sponsor of the event and uh, to Com Park for being the production sponsor for the event. We also want to give a, an extra nod, an extra word of thanks to your membership who is sponsoring this quarter of the Leading Learning Podcast. You can find out more about your membership and its products and services at yourmembership.com. And then one more thing for those of you who may be uh, catching us the, the first time uh, in this live uh, broadcast. One thing we have started doing in the standard audio edition of the Leading Learning Podcast is to introduce a resource uh, or a tool at the beginning of each episode that uh, we think might be useful and valuable to, uh, to listeners and in this case to, to viewers as well. And we thought one we would highlight this time was one that we actually used a little bit or at least uh, highlighted as in one of the sessions at uh, LTD. And that's a tool called Padlet. And, and Padlet is basically kind of an, an online um, pad, basically, where you can come and you can post things, you can write things, you can put pictures, you can put video, you can put text, uh, you know, whatever it is um, that, that's useful to you. And we had used Padlet before when we did a, a social learning webinar as a way for folks to um, post about different forms of, of social learning from very informal to, to more formal um, uh, that uh, they were engaging in. We uh, highlighted it during the Cool Tools session at LTD and asked folks to actually post um, their cool tools, to, to share cool tools that, uh, that they found were valuable in their learning and education business. So you can um, get actually to that uh, cool tools pad that we set up by going to tagoras.com slash Padlet, and that'll get you actually to the, uh, the cool tools uh, uh, pad that we use during LTD. It'll give you an idea of how Padlet can actually be used. So now, we've promised an after-action review of LTD 2017, but first let's recap what an after-action review is. So basically, there are four components to it. So first, we want to talk about what it is that we set out to do. Second, we want to talk about what actually happened. 
And then third, we look at why is there a difference between what we set out to do and what actually happened if there is a difference. And then the fourth area is that we look at what should we continue and what should we change going forward. And so obviously this is a learning tool, um, and we didn't come up with it. It was, um, uh, I think, really popularized by David Garvin, uh, who's somebody who's written a lot about the concept of the learning organization, and he studied the U.S. Army's use of after-action reviews, and they use it as, as a tool for really learning and, and adjusting and figuring out how to do things better going forward. And it's something we certainly recommend to any organization that's offering, whether it's live learning events or any other kind of you know learning product uh, launch that you may be putting out there and seeing how that goes. Uh, it's definitely something to, to be in the habit of doing as an organization. Uh, it's also very valuable just for individual lifelong learners. Uh, in fact, we'll, we'll link to a, a post about that in, in the show notes. Uh, but just as an individual lifelong learner, if you did attend LTD, um, you might want to do your own sort of after action review on the event. So that first point in the after action review, the what did we set out to do? Well, one of the main things we set out to do is that we wanted to make um, learning technology design more broadly accessible. This was our second offering of this conference. We had held it as a two-day place-based event in 2016, and we had a good group of folks come together um, uh, just outside of Washington, D.C., but we thought, you know, if we move to a virtual format for 2017, we thought we could reach more people, people who maybe didn't have a travel budget, who maybe would be having to travel from farther away. We had many folks who could commute into the, the place-based event since we held it near DC, but we thought we could have a broader reach that would make um, the event and the content uh, and the ideas more broadly accessible. And we know that's something that um, certainly a lot of the organizations that uh, are involved with us, a lot of the inv individuals that are involved with us are wondering about, you know, if we do a virtual conference, um, can we extend, uh, can we en enhance the number of people that we actually reach? So that, this gave us a chance to, to try that out and, and report back. Um, another thing we wanted to do as part of LTD was, you know, figure out uh, ways to involve vendors um, in events that, that go beyond just the standard, you know, kind of standing in an exhibit booth, hoping people come by and, and having conversations. So, you know, could we uh, try to involve vendors in a way that might have a, a little bit more lasting uh, impact, a little bit more immediate impact and uh, more lasting impact? So, you know, thinking through that and, and trying to figure out some good ways to get vendor uh, exhibitors involved in, in the event. And we felt like that was important to do because we really do see these vendors, these companies, the, the people that work for these companies, their products and services. It really is an integral part of the learning landscape in our mind. And so making sure that there's better access to, to the, the kinds of tools and resources that these vendors have available felt like a very important thing that we wanted to emphasize. Definitely. We also wanted to walk the walk uh, in getting some really firsthand experience with um, what we've written about as being kind of a, a major new trend, which are virtual events. And while we've done um, webinars for um, many years at this point, we've treated those sort of as kind of pretty short, one-off kind of uh, webinars. And so we really wanted to uh, think about how to present a, a virtual conference where we were pulling together a variety of sessions. And again, because we see this as a, a potential avenue for so many of the organizations that we work with, we wanted to be able to have that firsthand experience um, with the process of setting it up, executing it, and seeing the results. And, you know, of course, we're, we're in the, the business of uh, lifelong learning and education ourselves. Um, and, uh, and we wanted to, 
to emphasize that, uh, not just our role, but just the idea that uh, learning is a business overall, that lifelong learning is a, a business, and you know, really put that out there as a, as a source of identity for you know, the people who would be attending this event. Um, we feel like lifelong learning as a business is a very important concept. Um, you know, it's not something that's just about money, um, and we'll come back to, to that in a minute. Um, but we, you know, we really feel that uh, this whole market, this whole business for lifelong learning represents essentially a third sector uh, of education. Uh, and uh, that, that was something that we you know, wanted to continue to, to highlight and, and promote um, as part of this event. And so the other key point, I think, is that what intrigued us about um, uh, moving to the virtual conference format is the fact that while the live virtual event held last week, March 1st through 3rd, is over, there's still this, this uh, extension of the virtual conference because we will have the recordings that we'll be making available this week um, that will allow us as organizers to be able to see all the sessions, even sessions when we were presenting at the same time, which right. is a great luxury. Um, also, the, the folks who attended live uh, last week will have the opportunity to view what they missed um, since they had to make a choice between concurrent sessions last week. And then there's also the opportunity too to um, still extend the virtual conference to folks who haven't even registered yet because we will offer a recordings only uh, option. So all of that is again kind of part of why we were pursuing um, the the virtual conference format, it seems like it's a, a natural with this idea of space learning and, uh, you know, the repeating and reviewing what it is that you've learned. So it seems to give us a lot of um, options in that arena. And, and I should mention, um, you know, related to that, or we should mention related to that, uh, it will be a product going forward too. Um, we mentioned, you know, that this is partially about, uh, you know, being in the learning business. Uh, we obviously did have financial goals for this as well, and, and we'll come back and, and address those uh, a little bit in, in a minute too. Um, so, the next part, we've just you know said what we were, were kind of expecting to happen or set out to, to have happen, um, and then you know the next part of an after action review is to say okay what actually did happen, um, you know and as far as that uh, that that first uh, goal around reaching more people by by taking the event online, I, I would say we we definitely achieved that. Um, you know we more than doubled the number of attendees uh, at the event. Um, I think we had I, I don't even know if I have the final account on it, but somewhere around 250 people or so that uh, that attended um, LTD this year. So definitely reached a, a, a lot more um, people. So I think, you know, from, um, from that perspective, um, uh, certainly something happened that we had hoped would happen. And then, as you mentioned, we were really hoping to engage uh, vendors and make them a much more dynamic, um, uh, impactful part of LTD. And I think that we achieved that to a certain level. Mm. I think having the third day, which we devoted to demonstrations by vendors, I think that was a step in the right direction. Those were very short demonstrations. Um, they were We gave um, each company 15 minutes to talk about uh, their products and services, and then we wanted to have um, a few minutes, five minutes for Q&A. So it went really fast, and I think different companies were better at sort of, okay, how do we whittle down our message or talk meaningfully about our products and services, but do it in such a short period of time? Now, we knew we were giving them um, a somewhat tough assignment to give them such a short period of time, but I also feel like it's a very valuable um, exercise for these companies mm -hmm. to be able to do. If you can convey um, the real impact, the real value of what it is that you your products and services bring, and you can do that in a short period of time, th then that's going to be 
great. I mean, you're going to have good good business there um, because people are going to see the the application for what those companies are offering. So I think there's room, certainly room for improvement there. But I do think over the place based event um, where we felt a little more constrained by by time and space, I think the virtual conference uh, did uh, allow us to involve vendors more meaningfully. Yeah, I mean, certainly the, the opportunity um, was there. And and I think that's something we found out, too, just in terms of our, our overall experience, you know, with the event. Um, as you said, you know, we wanted to uh, kind of get get our, um, our our hands wet, uh, really get into it uh, ourselves and, and figure out how this all worked. And, you um, you know, one of the, the the comments we made in the midst of it, uh, which I think is you know still uh, completely valid, is that you know the the opportunities are definitely there. Um, you often hear people say, "Well, the networking isn't going to be as good at uh, at a virtual event uh, and, and a virtual conference environment." But I mean, for the people who are taking advantage of the tools, you know, we had chat, we had a lot going on 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 Twitter. Um, you know, we were engaging back and forth with the audience uh, using video and you know taking those chat comments in and then helping to kind of highlight things and, and get some discussion going, you know, I, I think to the extent that people took advantage of those tools, the opportunities were, were certainly there and um, to a degree that I maybe hadn't even expected going in. I mean, we didn't really quite know what to expect. I mean, obviously we're familiar with, you know, d- delivering content online, you know, even like we're doing um, right now, but what that interaction was really going to be like, the opportunity was definitely there and and I think the, the learning opportunities were very strong, very valid. I mean, we already know from a lot of research that uh, it's not the medium that makes the difference in, learning, it's the methods, um, and then obviously it's, you know, the, the people who are delivering and facilitating the learning, and, you know, I would say, uh, I mean, all of the um, uh, presenters were, were fantastic. Um, I, I happened to, to tune into a, a couple in, in particular because we were so thrilled to have them there, and that was Carl Kopp and, and um, Will Talheimer, and, and both of them, I mean, they know how to use the tools, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, th- and how they think about presenting and how they engage people through the Q&A, um, just, you know, how they're positioning things, and they're really carrying on a conversation, and I would say, uh, it's hard for me to imagine that you would actually have a higher quality um, or more effective learning experience with them in the classroom than you could actually have with them in the virtual environment. I mean, they, they both delivered very highly effective learning experiences. I mean, it would be a different experience, obviously, in the classroom, but in terms of the effectiveness of the learning, uh, you know, I think I think we clearly saw that effective learning could happen, that effective engagement, um, effective networking certainly can happen in, in, the, in the virtual conference environment, and, and that was encouraging to see. One of the other things that we really tried to do with LTD was we, we wanted to emphasize this idea of, of lifelong learning as a business. And, and when we talk about it as a business, we're not talking just about um, money and about the financials, but we're talking about the value and the impact and this idea of leading change in a, in a field or profession, mm-hmm. really moving that dial. And I think as part of um, the discussion there, we we maybe ended up kind of emphasizing the role of the individual lifelong learner, maybe a little bit more than we had originally planned. Um, um, But we really wanted to sort of talk about this idea of, okay, we've put together this virtual uh, event for people in the business of lifelong learning, but those people should also be thinking of themselves and embracing um, this label of I am a lifelong learner mm-hmm. myself. And so that was sort of a, a little bit of a, a spin that sort of evolved in, in the even the days of LTD and certainly in the days before LTD. 
Yeah, I mean, we definitely, um, you know, highlighted that. And uh, and to go back to the whole engagement um, concept as well, I mean, one thing we went into the event knowing we wanted to try to do was just to get get people to share images uh, of, of themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, engaging as groups, engaging as individuals. And that really was about, you know, images of themselves as lifelong learners, you know, engaging in this virtual conference environment. And um, and we had, you know, some success with, with doing that. I think when we get to what we'd like to have, you know, happen better uh, going forward, we'd like, you know, even more success with that. But that whole selfie-paced learning um, concept, uh, uh, we got people to do that. We got pictures of people. We shared um, the, those pictures. But that was all about that, you know, lifelong learner identity, you know, really get into this and, and, and uh, you know, and, and uh, engage as a, a lifelong learner. And then, you know, as, as we mentioned earlier, um, and to extend, you know, your point about what happened from a business perspective, um, we did obviously, you know, have financial goals for this. And we even did, we even discussed those, you know, quite um, uh, openly as as part of the, the actual event. One of the uh, sessions that we delivered was on how we gauged demand for uh, learning technology design and how we set pricing for learning technology design. And that's, you know, one of the recorded sessions that we have. We, we try to go about that very much methodically so we could see if we did actually get the um, the results that, that we were hoping for. And, you know, for the most part, relative to, you know, d- did, did the uh, demand response materialize that we thought uh, would materialize? Um, you know, we mentioned earlier, we, we definitely uh, reached more people um, with the event. Uh, so we felt like the demand w- was certainly there. We'll talk in a little bit about, you know, you know, could it have been better? Um, but uh, uh, and then in terms of the pricing, you know, because of the research uh, that we did, we, we felt like um, the, the pricing seemed to be pretty pretty close to to, to right on. I mean, we got in enough of a, a, a response um, at the pricing level that we put it out there for, um, and we'll we'll point people back to the website because the, the the pricing is is still up there to 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 reference that. Uh, but between you know registrations for it, and then you know getting exhibitors involved, getting sponsors involved. Um, Right now, I think we're about 95% of the way to our revenue um, goals for the event, and then we still have, uh, you know, we're going to be introducing the recorded um, conference as a, as a product as well, which is most likely going to take us at uh, that final 5% and, and hopefully beyond. So in terms of what we set out to do and then the results that we saw, that the third question that, that the after action review has us tackle is this, um, it, why a difference between the two if there was one? Um, and so I think just in terms of what kind of follows on the heels of just what you were saying in terms of kind of some of the financials, um, but in terms of the actual attendance, I think we would have liked to see it grow even more. Mm. And so um, while we saw it grow, which was great, and that was certainly a move in the right direction, I think there's even more potential for further uh, growth there. And um, and I think we can talk about at least some ideas we have for how to, how to grow that uh, right. a little bit more. And I think the other thing is uh, around the... Um, the, the networking. And as you said, you know, there are aspects of it that, that really definitely engaged learners. We had, um, speaker facilitators who knew how to make use of the medium and still make it uh, effective for teaching. But, um, I think that trying to, um, even grow that participation even more would be, uh, really beneficial going forward. And I think too, that what we had a lot of um, last week was kind of in-session um, commenting and mm-hmm. discussion. And I think it would be great to think about some aspects, um, some ways to get the learners um, even outside of the sessions and kind of making some of the connections from this session and that session. So sort of some overarching social interactions. And and we made use of some tools. Um, you know, you mentioned Padlet as, as the tool we recommended at the very beginning. Um, 
and we made use of that in our session on cool tools. But I think we could pull in some things like Padlet or Kahoot. You, uh, we right. created a little right. um, kind of quiz where you can have people come in and, and in, a, in a timed scenario compete with each other. Um, and so it was a little adult learning quiz. So I think there's some things like that that we could pull in that would allow folks to interact and, and engage even outside the context of, um, you know, sessions with start and end times. Yeah. And some of that comes down to, um, you know, starting a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we tried our best to get things off the ground and, and be planning well ahead as I think most people who run events do. But, um, as probably a lot of the, the folks who are tuned in know, you know, you end one event and then you have to go into the next event. We had ended our, our leading learning symposium, which we do in the fall. And it, and it really wasn't until the aftermath of that, that we were able to truly engage on this and, and start putting the pieces in place around, you know, getting the, the, the platform, uh, set up and, and, you know, just all of the kind of pre-work that you have to do. And, you know, ideally I would have liked to have started that a month or two earlier. Um, and, uh, you know, that's something I think that we'll, we'll, we'll try to do, um, going forward. Um, I think also, you know, as part of that, um, preparing, uh, you know, the registration process, um, you know, the comp partner system was, was very good for that. And, and, uh, you know, our own website sort of, uh, uh, dovetailing into to comp partners worked fine, but I think the way we handled organizational registrations, we figured out uh, in the aftermath, we could probably do that and, and create a little less friction um, in, in the process of how that's handled. Um, we won't go into all the mechanics of, of that here, but um, um, but that's certainly something we want to make this you know as, as easy a, a process as possible, obviously. Um, and that and that kind of goes to the financial goals as well. Um, you know, we've gotten feedback, and we love you know more feedback from anybody out there. You know that. Uh, that it felt like it was an affordable event. We definitely wanted it to be an affordable event, um, and we want to uh, keep it affordable going forward. You know, so that'll involve both keeping the registration um, at, at a level that's accessible to as many people as possible. Continue to have you know sponsors and exhibitors involved because that really helped um, with making it affordable. But then, of course, you know we have to balance it against you know the the, the time and effort that it takes to to do this. Uh, anybody who's put on a virtual conference knows you know it's not necessarily less work than putting on a, a live conference. It's just kind of different uh, work. Um, and if you're thinking about a virtual conference, you know keep that in mind. But um, certainly, you know I think. I think we mostly struck that balance um, this year. We feel like we struck that balance, but we, d we definitely want to keep an eye on that going forward and, and keeping that affordability um, uh, and accessibility uh, top of mind for, for the event. And so with that, let's move to the, the fourth area that we look at with the after action review, and that's what things will we continue and what will we change? Um, I think as you've already heard us talking about, we want to definitely continue an emphasis on the, the social aspects. Um, we mentioned the selfie-paced uh, learnings where we called for those selfies of people uh, learning. Uh, you heard us mention tools like Padlet and Kahoot. So I think continuing to kind of um, pull those in, pull them in um, more consistently and in a more um, thoughtful way, mm -hmm. I think all of that would, would be something that we would like to emphasize in, in a future virtual conference. And then maybe, you know, dovetailing some of those into uh, the interactions with the exhibitors. Um, you know, we say at the beginning, we set out to figure out a way to involve exhibitors uh, and, and more than that sort of, you know, one shot, one off, you know, somebody visits the booth 
Bluetooth um, type uh, scenario. You know, are there ways that we could in increase uh, interaction with the exhibitors? They, all of the exhibitors did live demos and got to have Q&A, you know, as a result of that. And that also gets captured as a recording for later reference, which we think is great. Um, in the exhibit areas themselves, each, each exhibitor had a, a dedicated page where they could put in it, really anything, you know, um, documents, videos, uh, and there was a chat function in there. Uh, I don't think a lot of people engage with the, the, the chat functionality. would like to figure out a way to potentially promote that more, but also just, you know, how can we promote interaction with the vendors more in general? That, that can be such a great learning experience. You know, we, we said during the event, it's not just a shopping experience. You know, it's a thinking experience. It's a learning experience. Vendors really have their, their, their fingers on the pulse of what's going on out there. And so, you know, are there ways that we can, you know, maybe even make those more formal type learning experiences, uh, more defined learning experiences. So what's going on in the exhibit booths? Um, you know, maybe there are things like the Kahoot game, you know, might work well in the exhibit booth uh, uh, environment, um, for example. So just some, some good ways to, you know, really in, engage or to, to create conversation between um, vendors and attendees in a, in a meaningful, productive, learning-oriented way. And, and that's certainly something to, to work on going forward. So with that, we've covered those four areas of the after-action review that we set out to cover. And, and I think, the main thing I want to emphasize, though, is that um, in some ways with the virtual conference, doing the after-action review now after the live portion is a little bit um, misleading, perhaps, in the sense right. of um, there still is this continuation. We will be releasing the recordings this week, and I know that I plan to spend time uh, reviewing those recordings. The live attendees will have a chance to go back and review anything that they attended live. They'll have the chance to view the, ses the sessions they didn't participate in live, and then we will be making the, the recordings available um, to, to others for purchase. So we have all of that um, to look forward to. And so we may need to do another after action review um, at the end of May once we've sort of wrapped up this kind of continuation and extension of, of LTD, because I think there's a real potential over these next um, few weeks to, to see the, the value proposition in our experience. Um, and some of our observations will, will probably change and evolve a little bit. Right. So definitely stay tuned for more. Um, at this point, we're going to wrap up the, the Facebook Live portion of uh, this After Action Review. But by a bit of editing trickery, we are still rolling on the normal audio version of the Leading Learning Podcast. And before we exit this episode, we want to thank your membership again for being our sponsor during Q1 2017. You can find out more about your membership at yourmembership.com. To get show notes for this episode, go to leadinglearning.com slash episode 73. While you're there, you will see options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear, we would be truly grateful if you would subscribe. We'd also be truly grateful if you'd take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. We would love to see more ratings over there, folks. So if you have a minute, uh, or please make a minute to go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. That'll get you right to where you need to go. It just takes a minute, and it really makes a world of difference in our being found when people go to search on podcasts in iTunes. Finally, consider telling others about the podcast. You can send out a tweet by going to leadinglearning.com slash share. Or if tweeting isn't your thing, you can pick your social network of choice and spread the good word that way. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast. Yeah.